right, let's try and do this in one go. All right. Hello and welcome to Slash Dupe, the mysterious movie peaching. Po- oh no, I said <laughs> peaching. <laughs> <laughs> All right, run it back. At least it at least it happened at the start. Run it back. Run it back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Slash Dupe, the mysterious movie pitching podcast with a twist. Now, normally each member of uh, the podcast is given the same movie and TV title, uh, some time to prepare, and they come to the table with uh, their own unique take on the title, but today is different. Uh, we would normally be continuing our um, late summer trend. We did uh, a handful of events such as Father's Day um, and the solstice in summer, and we did our, you know, our own sort of Slash Dupe take on that. But it was the Olympic closing ceremony of the day of recording this. Yes. And we have decided to uh, do a very special uh, sort of uh, honour and respect. I mean, Japan has such a a history of film, a rich history of film. Uh, Many of the films uh, subsequently sort of co-opted as westerns, for example. So they're, they're very sort of trend setting. And if you look at something like The Seven Samurai, it very much plays like... Uh, almost like Pirates of the Caribbean. It has this real modern sort of blockbuster feel, even though it's uh, ancient and, and, and black and white. Um, so with that in mind, Japan, obviously the host of the 2020 stroke 2021 Olympics, we have decided to do an unusual mashup for today's episode. So stick with us because the voice you would have heard earlier on is Ryan. Hello, Ryan. You're, Hello. you're joining me today. Yeah, How I you am. Doing? Good. Watched the closing ceremony today. It was... Um, I'd say it wasn't as it wasn't as fantastical as when Rio handed to handed over to Japan. You know, the um, prime minister didn't come out of a green Mario tube dressed like Mario um, like he did <laughs> b- uh, back in Rio. But um, you know, it was a fantastic sort of. You saw imagery of uh, Paris, who which is going to be the next venue for the 2024 Olympics, and you saw everyone. Um, partying around there and they had like the jets came around and you know and Macron was at the top of like gave a little lovely speech at the top of the Eiffel Tower they're supposed to have a a flag that was the size of a football pitch the world's biggest flag and they were supposed to fly it off of the Eiffel Tower but the the weather wasn't good enough (laughs) well thankfully um, the weather for us is fine indoors Um, but uh, the the storm cloud above our heads today is that Dan de Cruz our uh, family member and co-host um is not here today he is working um and he's and he's actually getting paid for it so it's very different to forcing him to attend this podcast like we normally do press gang him into attending um because he's very very busy putting food on the table for his family uh and i talked to ryan i pitched to ryan that we should maybe do an episode um about dan and all of his myriad excuses that that a real adult has in in their family and life and jobs and other things uh ryan said that would be too harsh so i think i think he's right um and instead we've decided to bring we may do we may yet do that in the future yeah depends how um, depends how nicely he cuts this episode if he does, exactly, if he does a really yeah. bad job on it then you know we'll um we'll do a nasty nasty episode, <laughs> yeah exactly just because, like you know, when 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 the bigger kids are, uh, are not here, you know, we get to. And then we'll, we'll cut that one, and it will sound really awful. But you know, it will be like us being like, Meh. we'll protect, we'll act like we loved it, yeah, we act like it's the best, yeah. So, so part of the um, part of the uh, excitement of today's episode, what, what what the reason why we want to bring you a slightly unhinged sort of uh, dual focus because it's just the two of us, is that we wanted to to take. 
the titles of a Japanese uh, set film or a Japanese-led or made film um, and a sports or Olympic-based film. So we'll use our spinners today, Ryan, won't we? And we'll, we'll uh, spin in uh, the, a Japanese film, the first half of a Japanese film title first, and then you will spin in uh, a sports film title. Yeah, specifically uh, focused around or have some kind of element um, relating to the Olympics in them is the sort of sports film. So you're not getting like a money ball or uh, Ryan Rax's brain. What's that one with the blind, <laughs> the, the blind side Rudy. and things like that? Rudy, or, yeah. you know? Um, Friday Night Lights, etc. Yeah, so it has some kind of... The ja I don't know if the Japanese ones do or not, but at least the sports films specifically. Oh, no. The Japanese ones are both a combination of, of authentic and classic and wonderful Japanese films and films set in Japan. Cool. So and that's almost, it's almost you know. nice and intrinsic about the way that they actually approach the Olympics as well. Like, one of the things I loved about it was when they were all... When all the countries were parading out in the opening ceremony, they used video game soundtracks as they were all coming out. So, like, I can't remember who it was, but someone came out to the da 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 from Final Fantasy, and I was like, yeah, I yeah, know that's that. Cool. So, the you know, it's, that, it's almost thing. like that yeah. um, mix coming in there. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, I What we're going to do is we're going to just crack through these and just bring you our tapes immediately. And we might give you a little bit of framing because sometimes the titles can be a little bit unusual just on their own. But... Um, hopefully we're going to do six and six. Let's see if that actually holds. If we're any good, we enjoy it and it lasts long enough. Um, six starting with the Japanese films and six starting with sports films. All right, give so us a countdown me... and then we can spin the wheels at the same time. All right. Three, two, one, spin that wheel. All right, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And mm. the first part of the title you're getting is Ghost... Or Ghost in the. Okay. Which will uh, become a And then the shortly. second half of what I've got is Tonya from I, Tonya. So, <laughs> Ghost Tonya. Okay, so we've got Ghost Tonya as a title. And so now you can see at home how ridiculous it is when Dan's not here. <laughs> this is what we're going to bring to you, a film pitch, impromptu film pitch for the film Ghost Tonya. Um, now, I don't know if this should or shouldn't be a sequel to the Patrick Swayze film Ghost. Right. Okay. Great. 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 Great opening foray. Because you need, if you were ever going to do a sequel to that, and I'm, sh I'm not 100 percent sure that they haven't. It can't be called Ghost Two, right? It has to be called Ghost, maybe sort of colon and then someone's name. So the late great Patrick Swayze, he, can, mm. he can't be in the film, obviously. But maybe I don't. This is where you need Dan. I don't know enough about the film Ghost. And the thing but is, and the also the thing are is, Dan pitched with no knowledge of the Dan previous or, film. Dan really thing. loves Itonia as well. Like, really loves it as well. Um, Itonia is a great film, but but uh, absolutely fantastic film. Love the director. Is there uh, a, is Robbie's there like a place called Tonya? That's a that's a question. Yeah, that's a good idea. I wonder if there's a place in America called Tonya. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm getting lots of uh, Tonya's location get, in GTA I get, Five. I get a lot of Tonya Harding. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is okay. Let's do this. Based on my knowledge of Ghost, because sequels um, are almost always created without any knowledge of the prior or any knowledge of what makes the prior entries good. Um, or you'd, you'd think that anyway. Uh, I th all I know about the movie Ghost is is the scene with the pottery. 
Yep. So I think that um, Ghost Tonya is about um, somebody... Okay, so you'll have to build in the person, but somebody goes to... Uh, it's, it's about a pottery class of people okay. who are all there because they're trying to um, find peace of some kind. So you just think they're just there... You know, to just do some pottery. But what brings you to a pottery class? Some For some people, it might be that they're bored. For some people, it might be that they want to learn a new skill. For some people, it might be practical. They might want to sell the stuff. You know, there's so many reasons why somebody would take up something like pottery. Um, but Tonya is maybe the mother or the daughter of the person who who runs the class. And they've died. And what they do is they help their daughters. Or, yeah, their daughter. Let's say it's their daughter and they're the mother that's died. And they help their daughter by going by helping the people in the class. So there's so maybe it's a TV show. Maybe it's an Amazon Prime six-parter sequel to Ghost. So there's quite a few of these. Um, I haven't really seen in the UK and or probably they probably are, but I haven't invited to them. But there's a lot of places in like LA where you can go uh, to like like adult pottery. But it's not like so much the making, but you like make your own mugs and plates and stuff like that. And it's like a lot of people do it as a day out, as a night out. So maybe it's something I like what you're saying with that, with the the ghost. Tonya's the old like night classes. So it's sort of like a night classes where you can also incorporate it in that someone some people sometimes go there as it as like a sort of they've been gifted the day or it's like part of like a stag do or a hendu or something you know what i mean like is sometimes it, it's is it like event. maybe it's a it's a converging point so like yeah, there's like a as you said there's there's two almost like um a book of life sort of thing and there's two sides of it right like this uh, the pottery place is a vessel for the living and the and the dead people to like to for the dead people to see how the living people are doing um so they get to watch them make the pottery and they sort of sit the other side of the table to they get to inform the pottery almost as well yeah so but, they don't, but it's, not as, it's not as sexual as, a... as ghost no you know no, but it's more like they're guiding the piece of art of pottery to be the the object that they need in their lives at that time is that you know? and so they'll need be a candle holder for their romantic yeah. other so it's like they're looking know, at or... the the color palette and they're like oh, i don't know what i should paint this in and then one of them just vibrates slightly as if something's been dropped in it, like yeah. the purple vibrates, and they go, "Oh, I might." And then, do this like, in purple. after all of these people go home um, for the evening, the ghosts reside there. They—that's the almost like their um... their version of a bar. Yes, exactly. Or, or like, I was going to say, it's almost like their version of like a sort of self-help group or something. Like yeah. all these, you know, wayward you, ghosts. What did you learn about? Oh, I learned that my my daughter's, you know, she she got her doctorate, and now she's like a surgeon that does like all this sort of stuff and like i'm you know i'm so proud of her or whatever um I'm not... yeah so there's sort of yeah there's this element of sort of um people maybe still watching over us or something yeah you know and that they have a they have the ability to be proud of the successes that we've created no matter how small they are and realize what those what those could be yeah i, th- I think that's a good idea right uh, i'm happy with ghost on you i'm Let's good with on. ghost on you too all right right you ready to spin the wheel yeah Spinning now. Right, the second title is going to be... Oh, it's a simple one. It missed a ridiculous one. Um, it's your. Your? It's just your, as in Y-O-U-R. And mine was the famous running film, 
chariots of fire. So we've got your of fire. <laughs> okay, well then I, I okay. So we've got the of chat of um, of fire from the chariots of fire. Yep. Um, as the, as the sort of suffix, if you like, or the or the, or the, or the second half. Your, I, uh, it's initially from your name, by the way. I don't want to give away what we might have in the second half. Okay. Potentially to come out. So, but your name would have been what it initially is. So, let me, do you want to say your of fire, as in Y O U apostrophe? Well, maybe we can spell like your sounds like an Icelandic name to me. Right? Okay. <laughs> or like yeah. a scan, like a Scandinavian name to me, isn't it? Okay. Your of fire. Okay. Yeah. And it's um, a sort of cashing in on the on the love of Norse mythology you know it's like I, I don't know I, I'm normally quite up on my mythology but I don't know if there's an a Prometheus equivalent um in Norse mythology so could be something you know and it's like that like they get an ability what was that really like rubbish superhero film with with Alex Pettifer in it um, oh man um, not Percy no it wasn't Percy Jackson no, I am number four yeah but you know how like that that had like the the tail end of it had like quite a cool concept wasn't it like there are other people and like it's that sort of thing um and yeah either that or I just All got right. or we go on a massive tangent and it's a and it's a disco film and it's like sort of like you're a fire because you just your moves are so good listen I, I do like that and I'm sure if Dan was here, he would pull us in that direction. But I think it should be a superhero film about Firestarter set in the Viking era. So it's like the TV show Vikings on Amazon Prime um, with a lead character called Yor. And his, he has an ability to start fire. And he, you know, it's like, when do you use this power? When do you not use this power how... in a land where you might be killed, you know, for or, having Or treated like a martyr power. as well. Yeah, or like a god, you mean? Yeah, like a trick, like, like yeah, a god, like, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, is there? I'm going to Google. Is there a Norse god of fire? I'm sure there will uh, be. Yeah, it's amazing that you think you have good Norse mythology lo- lo- knowledge. Also, but... like Prometheus, Loki is considered a god of fire. Interesting. Um, I like your of fire. I like the idea of just basically just pitching to the studio. It's the Vikings. It's Vikings with superpowers. It's like that. They're all over that. Yeah, that, that's already they're already green like that. Because it's script. because it's at the end of it, you meet someone who has another who's like another yeah. power, and then yeah, it's yeah. like, oh damn, he can part the water like Moses did, and then yeah, you know, and then that's they, that's how they move their ships from place to place and stuff like that. So it's like a whole I mean that's Viking that's the polar opposite of what you need to move a ship with. You need if you parted <laughs> the water, a ship would quite literally go nowhere. <laughs> yeah, well, but like that's, you know, that's it right at the end. Like they're escaping on the ship. And, parts the water. and then he yeah. parts the water and they don't go anywhere and that's the, you see like the hooded figure because they haven't cast the person yet so it's just the hooded yes, figure the on the beach season, yeah. separating the water it's Mike, it has to be Michael Sheen doesn't it anyway right okay I, I think that's done I think let's leave that in the okay, minds of the, cool. of the nice, viewers nice quick fire listeners. big yeah. quick fire one that one was uh, right you ready to roll the third yeah. of six beginning with sports and ending uh, beginning with Japanese uh, titles All right, and ending I've with got it. Uh, sports let me know what the beginning of it is interesting so we're going to start with so there's a film that i absolutely adore i saw it at the sigis film festival 
and did not I thought it was a serious film by the way and did not expect it to it's it's the sort of film that you cannot walk out halfway through because it's 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 part of the way it is is to come across the way it does um and that's one cut of the dead so we have got one cut or one cut of uh I think we'll need the of and the one that I picked was race so we've got one cut of race oh I don't know like I one cut race sounds like something to me i don't know what the one cut race you know if you imagine that there's this thing called okay the, i right yeah i i like it one cut race is good um it is a so playing tocker race driver <laughs> years ago with you sean on the ps2 um mm. it's where i first learned the term mandatory because mm. i did mandatory a race stop I did a race and I <laughs> uh, we did the whole thing. We were like, man, we're winning this. And then we got DQ'd at the end. And I didn't understand why. And it's because we had to take at least one mandatory pit stop. Okay. So the one cut race is like you get zero pit stops. Zero pit stops, mm. zero car restarts, zero nothing. You have to literally run it to the end. Um, you have to make sure that you're like your fuel's balanced. And so like it's to do with a sort of and maybe this is because i recently watched limon but um it's sort of like th- that um like building a car to be able to do mm. the one the race without stopping oh i like that yeah like what like it, it's maybe it's a particularly tight sort of journey and it's notorious that a lot of cars don't make it to the end yeah so you have to build a car that's robust enough to do this entire track yeah um or point to point so um, and, and just the right amount of fuel not to bog it down just the right sort of tires that won't yeah. blow but won't sort of yeah the right weight and height of a driver so it doesn't you know it doesn't increase like the weight in the car that's the more serious side i was thinking it'd be more like speed racer or, or wacky races but you get in this entire like paris dakar style cartoon race you have a chance to make one shortcut one oh. zany crazy shortcut okay and it's like when do you make that shortcut do you do it right at the start too soon junior and then you've like got to the entire rest of the thing to do that you've now got to toe the line that's it you're done now you race you race mm. it like you know properly or is it right at the end or but then if you miss your chance to take the best yeah. type of shortcut have you, you can do take. you is it strategic somewhere in between like at a difficult part of the of the course Oh, okay. So it's notorious, like, dirty, like, wacky races, except that you can take one, one shortcut. And it's, like, where you decide that is, and there's a team. I don't know. It's something that excites me about that. I can't, I don't know what it is, and I don't know why. But there's something interesting about that, I think. It's, like, you're, you're sanctioned. It's, like, the purge, almost. You're, like, sanctioned to do one sort of devious thing. And it will definitely, once. I know what, it will be the reverse, right? Where, like, the the people think they've got it. And then, like, suddenly the bad, the antagonist comes, like, flying over, like, a hill and then lands in front of them and wins the race. And he saves it to the end. And then they go back to the footage and, like, his tyre went out on one... Like, he went just over on an apex on a corner. Yeah, And yeah. that's considered, actually... Actually, you used, your, you used your shortcut right at the yeah, beginning. Yeah. And it would be like, oh, whatever. Yeah, the one-cut races, I can see it now, you know? It's a, it's a, it's a simple conceit. You know, it's sort of easy to grab hold. Kids can understand that, you know. Um, right, okay, listen. Uh, let's let's roll on. Oh, so that's a, good give... that's a good one. So that was one, one cut one race. One cut race. It? All right. I'm going to roll again. Me this too. the fourth one. He says with a question mark. 
Ooh, okay. Okay, all right. I've got I've got an interesting as well. Uh, interesting one uh, to begin with. It's very simple. Again, a lot of these are unusual. So it's just it's just the word only because there's a film, uh, cool. an animated Ghibli film called Only Yesterday, um, which is a fantastic animated drama from Studio Ghibli, uh, set in Japan. So I had I had a Winter Olympics based film uh, about ski jumping. I had Eddie the Eagle. So this film would be called. Only, the, Only eagle. the eagle. Oh my god! Only the eagle. What was the? I, what was the? Uh, the eagle is the American um, sort of national animal, isn't it? I know that it's the the, bald, the, the bald eagle. The bald eagle. Yeah, because yeah, the there's another bird that is like the sort of German or the the sort of Nazi symbol. They had a bird, didn't they? They had a hawk, I think. Yeah, I think it was a hawk. Although, so the eagle on. is. Oh, <laughs> you want to just double check before we bang on about <clears throat> yeah about <laughs> making the eagles the, the no hero. it was sorry it was a nazi symbol as well yeah the eagle imperial eagle yes yeah it's a tough one okay well but then, then but then the and to be fair to be... but to be fair the romans the romans used the eagle long before that didn't they so 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 it's got to be something to do with conflict war it's got to be something to do with um, how the eagle has been used as a symbol of, you know, of a variety of different What about, do we want it to be regions. depressing? Do we want it to be really well, depressing? I don't know, what's your, de- what's your depressing? I'm thinking, place? like, you know, it'd be something to do with, like, Native Americans, isn't it? Because obviously there's oh, still a, there's yeah. a lot of, like, you know... I, look, maybe, maybe it's a, uh, a sort of multi-generational film. It doesn't, and it doesn't matter about... who owns this land only, or something like that. Well, only only the eagle sees all, right? Only yeah. The eagle witnesses what happens. So, like, it's it's throughout history when the eagle is used as a symbol. Um, it's like an anthology film almost. So it's every segment is a different period of time of conflict and of maybe of lessons we can learn for now. Except that the eagle, you know, and every time the eagle is almost sort of um, utilized, um, co-opted, if you like. Um, that's that's the eagle. Um, and and yet there is you know the eagle is free and flies over every sort of scene. Um, yeah, just, I think it's emblem used. Of the eagle is used. Uh, yeah, I mean there's loads of um, uses of it. I'm just looking at it sort of like in religion and folklore. Mm-hmm. Um, it, in Sumerian mythology, it was carried someone to the heavens. Mm. Um, eagles were patrons of Zeus. Uh, you know, good old uh, eagles in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You know, they're always sort of seen as quite. I think it's because they're they're quite majestic looking. They're sort of majestic and predatory. So yeah, they like have an unusual and... sort of sort of balance, don't they? they and can, then even they like be... what's his name in uh, in old old Jake Sully in uh, Avatar. You know, he talks about right. doesn't he like eagles don't look above them because like nothing hunts them or i can't remember yeah. exactly what that quote is but you get him you get what i'm saying it's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah, yeah i mean okay. it's There's used quite a lot yeah so is you have to we have to sort of have the eagle being the common thread between these moments of conflict i think being considered so. the king of birds okay i like it Okay, I, again, I'm I'm comfortable with making that, leaving that to be in the sort of minds of the of the listeners, if you like, and you know, someone might uh, be able to 
expand on it if they have any ideas. I think it's think? a good one. I think, yeah, using something like only the eagle and like that phrase, like only the eagle sees all or only the eagle knows all or something like that. Like, and you just, you strip that out. And that is our, well, moment, isn't it? When like somebody, somebody would say it. like, uh, I can't think of the term. It's not seer, but people who like look through the eyes of animals, they've got term, haven't they? Right. Yeah. Um, only the eagle sees. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you know, like that sort of that was a nondescript accent. Okay? <laughs> I wasn't but, doing a specific Native American accent. But there's, I think, I think that's a good, that's a good place to have that one. Yeah. Let us know what you, what your only the eagle would be about. We've given you like a nice amuse-bouche of different, <laughs> uh, of different examples there. Yeah, agreed. So are we on four or five? Five. That was that was that was four. Four. So we've got We're two left now. This is number five. Right, spin the wheel, Ryan. Obviously, if there's any of these films that I say that you're like, I don't know what that's about, you can um, we can go through that. Okay. So okay. So my uh, the, the fifth of, of six. My Japanese starter for you is Battle. Now, most of you will probably already know that that is normally um, finished off with Royale. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, oh, talk so, about yeah. Fortnite, are you? <laughs> so, Battle. What have we got? Miracle. Battle Miracle. A baby that's born on a battlefield. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, well, what? Go, go, go on. All right. Some more. Uh, it's like bleak future wars. Conscription's a thing, um, but still fought in trenches for some reason because nuclear, okay. nuclear weapons were banned or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and um, a woman goes into her subscription uh, conscription, not a mm-hmm. subscription. That's uh, what you get for Netflix. Goes into a conscription, not knowing she's pregnant, and then has to like hide it and then what like what i imagine the the final scene would be like is like her like in the middle of a battlefield giving birth but then the person the doctor that like helps her is like on the opposite side do you know what i mean (laughs) yeah there's something in that it might be above my pay grade but there is something good in that yeah what Um, does what does battle miracle ring out to you well it's it's again it's it's not like me to do the ridiculous stuff i'm normally the one um, pitching the serious things like you are um, but I think the battle miracle should be about a baby that's born on a battlefield but it should be an, it should be Seth MacFarlane's next animated TV series and it should be about the baby comes out fully formed and it's like a complete sort of American G.I. <coughs> Joe baby and he leads it's just a show about him on the on the sort of all the different fronts of this war mm. and he's the guy in charge telling everybody what to do so it's just about a baby basically it's a baby with an ak and that's it it's a baby with a gun the entire time is that baby with an ak is that sequel to hobo with a shotgun <laughs> yeah exactly what about what about something so obviously big fans of video games one of the things that we one of the games that we really loved was metal gear solid 2 mm-hmm. and there was fortune in that wasn't there and mm. it just turned out that she had like a micro electromagnetic field around her and that's why bullets would deflect mm. away from her but so, something like that would be quite cool someone who is like uh oh so okay who it's thinks who of, thinks so like they you know like you know people talk about like having a bible in their chest and then they get shot and then the 
bullet stopped by the Bible or like, you know, they put a helmet on and the bullet as they put it. And it's something like that. This person is just like thinks they're incredibly lucky in battle. They've got all of these. But then when you look at all the trophies, it's like, I don't know, there's something to do with like the fact that they're just engineered and made really well. Yeah, well, maybe it is a piece of technology. Maybe the Battle Miracle, um, maybe Battle Miracle is like a brand and it makes this this technology. I think it's, it's cool to have a science fiction film where the technology is that it's something that can deflect bullets. And so it's like with this technology that then gets rolled out, who does it get rolled out to? Then what happens when like the, the, the thugs and the, um, you know, the, the sort of gangsters. Yeah, when it like, hits the black market. Wearing this, yeah. this stuff, yeah. What what do, what do the cops then escalate beyond that to try and combat that? Do they try and get ceramic bullets or something? I don't know. So like there's, there's, there is a piece of technology invented that is capable of spinning up, you know, a magnetic force that can deflect a, a bullet. Um, the battle miracle, you know, piece of technology. I don't know. There's, there's something interesting about that. And then you sort of you see that escalation and then... Mm. You know, like, how does, does it change the face of skirmishes and conflicts? And, you know, like, I don't mean to be distasteful, but in the sort of, like, the, you know, the Israel-Palestine, it's like, which side would have the, this technology? The battle you know, miracle, would it, would yeah. It, would it then change the face of some of the skirmishes that are occurring well, at the moment? I, I can't remember. I, th- I think it happens in... Um, in... Uh, in Metal Gear Solid, but doesn't, like, a bullet deflect and then hit somebody else? Yeah, exactly. So, so like, what would that mean? Like, yeah. if, if, like, say, a president had it, uh, and then the bullet deflected off them, yeah, some of the assassination attempt bullet deflected off them yeah. and hit somebody else. Who's then liable for that? Is it the shooter? Is it the company for making this thing? Is it the president themselves? You know, where's that? Where does that? Where does that lie? Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's something in that. Definitely, it would be an interesting question to ask, even if it was like an episode of Black Mirror or something. Perhaps. Yeah. You know, rather than an entire film. To be fair, you could do... I'm going off piste here. But you could, like... It would be a really good idea to do an entire episode of Black Mirror just on based on who's liable for a death. And then you could go, is it the gun manufacturers? Is it the... Any, that's... Let's, let's call up... Something else. Let's call up Brooker. Let's call up Brooker and we'll let's pitch this to him. We, yeah. Let's yeah, wait we'll till we get up. to that on our spinner. Um, uh, right. Uh, okay. Last and final one of first Japanese second sport. So I'll spin my spinner now. Let's see what we get. Oh, we've got a lovely classic one. There are some ones I wish had come up, but but didn't. But we've got a good classic one here. All right. So we have seven, and that is for the seven samurai. So we're starting with seven. And I had full out. So you've just got <laughs> the word. What was the film for that? Out. Oh, the film's called Full Out. Is the it? The film's called Full Out, which is about gymnastics. Ah, okay. Uh, it's um, yeah, a film about gymnastics. So we've got seven out. Seven out. So that sounds like okay. Uh, people who know me, and probably by now, people who listen to the podcast and don't know me, uh, know that I'm not particularly uh, sporty or inclined to 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 be interested in in a lot of sport. Um, when our dad um, comes to his birthday, doesn't he, he says, "Oh, I'm he says not out and all this not sort of out. stuff." Or, That's cricket, or right? So does seven out, can that mean something? Can that In mean... cricket, so potentially you've got six balls to an over. Right. And then you'd have the seventh ball, which would be the beginning of the new over. So it's like that's when we're... When we're um... So if you're seven out, you could be out on the first ball of the new over. Yeah. Would that be... That could that's, that's the dangerous one, right? Because you've just... You switch bowlers then. 
and you know the and they've had time to learn you and so it's like it's about the i mean there's been a load of films cricket films and stuff like that to do with like um spin bowlers and people who have done you know changed the game and brought different techniques mm. and things like that a lot of baseball films um have done the same thing as well um like million dollar arm for example mm. so well there's a film called the seven year itch yeah featuring marilyn monroe right and it's a film that like it argues or at least it's sort of jovially saying that after seven years of marriage that's when the temptation starts to set in yeah so is there some kind of thing where we like can have a, a wife and husband and wife on opposite teams of a, of it can even be well, does it, you can I mean, have high drama even, in low stakes it can be like be, a friendly match right it doesn't right? even it doesn't, have to be about sport so here's the thing like seven like you made a fair point about seven year itch right maybe it's like maybe it's the sequel to seven year itch where this person and sort of it's a mix between seven year itch and hall pass you know <laughs> so it's like after after seven years um you get the opportunity to 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 call it like a like a like um like a reverse kramer versus kramer you know it's like <laughs> do you know what i mean like if you do it at the seven year point it's like no legal ramifications nothing like this da, 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 like that's it that's just that's your seven seven out and yeah or do. maybe we even have like um if it is a sequel to to seven year itch maybe it's like i don't know maybe it's that would we can it be filmed in the style of Seven Year Itch, like using the old cameras and, and like there's someone, maybe like we computer generate like the image of Marilyn Monroe in voice and computer generate onto another actress and do a direct sequel. And then she's in love with like, wasn't it like, I don't know, I can't remember, all the people on the baseball cards from back then. They were like, because Marilyn Monroe and those sorts of people, they would have gone out with or canoodled with the with the. I'm just going to say Joe Montana or whatever. I just made that up. Uh, it, was, like, it was close. To... It was John DiMaggio. <laughs> yeah, John DiMaggio. No, sorry. Of... Sorry, Joe DiMaggio. John, John DiMaggio is the voice actor. The from, He's Bender. Uh, from Bender. Joe DiMaggio <laughs> was the was the, is the baseball player. Yes, and, and other sorts of figures like that, right? They were sort of in high regard. So yeah. maybe you bring him back using like awful sort of Moff Tarkin sort of CGI and... Um, he you have him play like himself right so maybe oh i don't know or maybe he's been married for seven years to marilyn monroe and that's maybe they play themselves so it's marilyn monroe in this alternate sort of past where they're going out in real life during the sports in hollywood by the way I, as i'm saying this i don't actually even know if they're around in the same time period Who? um Joe DiMaggio and but I think they were. I have a feeling they were. What? Joe, Joe DiMaggio, DiMaggio and Marilyn Monroe. And Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, they they were they dated. Right. I see. I I felt I felt like they did, and I think in my sort of echoes of my memory. I mean, I know enough about old Hollywood, but I don't really know that sort of side of things. Um, actually, they actually th they were married. See, I there's something. Something. And then they in divorced. And then they divorced. Two hundred and seventy-four days later. Well, let's, okay, let's use CGI to bring them back in a way that is still in a grey area at the moment because they haven't imposed any proper laws on, you know, the ability to bring back the likeness of a character yet, which I am in theory against, but like in this slash dupe scenario, we want to make money, right? So we have, we computer generate them both, film it like the seven year itch, like a Billy Wilder type comedy and have it almost like a sort of docudrama about them pushing past that point and being married for seven years and what happens to them both. 
and there's this sort of elseworld, you know, a little bit like um, Once Upon a Time in America, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, sorry, um, the Tarantino film, where it's sort of like an elseworld almost, like it's sort of an alternate ending to history, if you like. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. It's a weird one, but I knew there was some... I, I had, in my brain, they, I, the two of them were connected. So I, I feel like, um, obviously, because they were married. Um, but I feel like you can draw something out of, out of history and make a sort of stranger than fiction. A little bit... I'm reminded a bit of Pleasantville and stuff like that. You know, like how it's yep. sort of... Something like that. Right. Um, all right. Well, I look forward to, uh, to switching this around. Right. Uh, thanks for joining us. We are taking a look at, um, in reverence um, and respect to the recent uh, Tokyo 2020 Olympics, we are doing our slash dupe thing and we're smashing together uh, one half of a title of a Japanese film and one half of a title of a sports or Olympic based film. We're smashing them together and we're coming up with our own slash dupes based on that new title. So we started with six titles that had the first half of a Japanese film, a, a popular, famous Japanese film, or a film set in Japan, and the second half, the last half, was uh, a sports film or something based around the Olympics. We are going to flip that now. So we're going to spin the spinners, and we're going to start with a sports film title and end with a Japanese film mm. Title. Interesting. So I've gone for. Oh, I'm so happy I, with this. This is a Go documentary uh-huh. um, that's that's been quite prevalent in the way one of the countries has been um, seen by the Olympics. It's Icarus, which we know is about the Russian doping scandals for the um, for the Olympic. Oh, okay. So it's a, is it fairly recently released then? Yeah. So I believe I can't remember if it was the Olympics before in rio or this one but russia are not allowed to compete mm-hmm. and they the federation then... the company of russia no the yes the cu- con- the company the country this, this is because we're filming it very late yeah um so the country the russia country are not allowed russia, to compete but they are but, under the russian but um, you federation. can they are the olympic committee. yeah russian olympic committee so it's basically the people who are not involved at all but were still athletes can still represent russia but under the olympic um flag basically so icarus and then what is your title mine is the famous film set in um japan a, a with the suffix tokyo drift so those of you might remember fast and furious tokyo drift um quite upset the fast and furious didn't come out in the last segment we did but mm. but tokyo drift has found us so we've got icarus tokyo drift <laughs> so uh, this is our most ridiculous one so I don't even know where to begin on this. No. Uh... Oh, man. All right. Okay, I'm just going to be very, very general here and say it's to do with the, with the land mass of Japan or the city of Tokyo moving. That's the drift element, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say. It's, it's the entire city shifts, you know, like sort of 10 centimeters in one direction everywhere you know like everything shifts 10 centimeters in one direction doesn't seem like a lot 
Do you mean but the then... entire island is offset of Japan or just Tokyo? Yeah, is, I, is, I'm is, not, so I'm I'm not, sure. I'm not up on Tokyo. Is it? Um, I think it's got a harbour, right? But is that is it set inland? Like is no, I think it's is inland, it like Manhattan where it's an island? Um, no, it's it's in it's it's sort of slap bang in the middle of Japan, basically. Okay. Um, again, I'm happy to be corrected, but I believe it's it's landlocked Tokyo. Um, I mean, the entire com- country could shift, and because it's the capital city. How about, well, what about we do Icarus colon Tokyo Drift, right? And it's like about... Well, Icarus will be like either... It's about Icarus. It'd be Icarus, yeah. And he's just, no, they're like... Or Icarus is the name of like some kind of satellite that's done They're like, right, outlawed. You you can't... No no human can fly, all right? That's it. We've, We've done it now. Got like humans. Yeah, you had your chance. No flying. And then Icarus joins like an underground flying ring, like drone racing, but for people with feathers. I think we're reaching on this one. I think we this are is, really reaching where, on this one. This is a fucking, this, this is, is a nutcase. We need Dan here to sort of come in and and give us his his sort of whirlwind whirlwind take, and then we sort of yeah pull out something from the mire. Icarus I, Tokyo Drift, this is a toughie. I think we might not be able to do this one. I'm feeling like One Punch Man type vibes. I'm feeling like it's sort of animated and it and it doesn't make any sense. And it's set in this sort of fictionalised Tokyo. So maybe it's Tokyo, um, the landmass. Uh, it, it is a landmass of its own. So Tokyo has been pulled out of Japan and it sits on its own. And the Icarus like foundation or something is a tower... You know, one of these sort of video game towers full of like horrible sort of demons and outlaws. And it's just this tower that's like 5,000 stories high in the center of Tokyo. The drift. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, so Tokyo is, is it a drift. And the Tokyo drift is its own sort of landmass now pulled out of Japan. What if the drift is like all these towers pop up? And it's the drift because it's the mix between our world and the demon world. Yeah, yeah, that so, could work. And this would specifically be about the to- the drift tower in yeah, Tokyo. Yeah, and I'm getting like One Punch Man vibes, which sort of because there's mixed, all these different mixed zones with, mixed that with have different Devil May Cry three. Of, yeah, exactly. I might even be Devil May Cry two, you know. But like, you know, we need the Ouroboros sort of like company in the tower and all that. But I sort of like the idea of yeah, maybe it's both to be honest. Um, but yeah, this sort of gothic Devil May Cry vibe where someone like this sort of superhero team of like idiots, a little bit like I'm, I keep saying One Punch Man, I'm going to keep saying it, but that's the tone I'm going for. And they have to battle up this 5000 story building over the course of the series, battling demons and all sorts of other people. So it's a li- feels a little bit like a fighting game. And they sort of work their way up to the to the and each demon from different forms of anime. Because if you've seen One Punch Man, it's like different sort of stupid kaiju from, you know, they're sort of like over-the-top bonkers villains from other anime sort of turn up, basically. Um, And they're all sort of hell-bent on domination and they all have sort of different types of villain and uh, who are sort of dispatched by One Punch Man. So I I sort of like that. I can see it. You know, it's a thing that our cousin Joe would be like, hey man, you've got to watch, you've got to watch Icarus Tokyo Drift. You've got to watch it. It's amazing. It's brutal. It's <laughs> and it's amazing. got one of those. And it probably is. It's probably because Icarus Tokyo Drift is its is its English title, so it translates yeah, badly. It and it's like called bad something. Translation, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's got a much better title in, in Japanese. Right. Yeah. I think, and, yeah. 
All right, we've mined as much as we can out of it. That is, we have fully and utterly drained that vein. I so need to move on to the two of six. Okay. Um, of this final section. Uh, okay, so uh, I've got one of my first split titles here. Okay. Um, really good opening title for this one. You have Blades. Interesting. From Blades of Glory. Okay. Um, so I just have Away from the film Spirited Away, the okay. Studio Ghibli masterpiece uh, that made it over his... It's uh, re- recently its 20th anniversary, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, God, I can't believe it's been that long, actually. I think so, anyway. Um, so Blades Away is what we're going for. So it's too tempting to say that so that we reuse the idea of Blades. <laughs> no, it's what? the sequel to Knives Out, right? <laughs> it's the sequel to Knives which, Out. Which, by the way, they're making a sequel to Knives Out. Are they actually? Um, yeah, yeah, they are. They're too, Netflix has bought them. This is, this is the kind of title where, like, and this is another origin story of Slash Jeep for us guys, right? Like our dad, you say... The, the film Jumper with Hayden Christensen, I think that's his name, right? Our yeah. dad would crack, crack jokes like, oh, I hear they're making a sequel to that film. Yeah, it's called Cardigan. And, like, that's the sort of rubbish things. That is an equally shit title uh, that we could probably riff off one day. So Blades <laughs> Away... If I'm pitching Blades Away as the sequel to Knives Out. Now, I've not seen Knives Out either. Oh, you'd like it, mate. So, it's good. But I think, isn't it just like adult Cluedo? Isn't that basically just what it is? It basically is, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's sort of sardonic, cheeky, modern Cluedo. Um, I, I Part of me thinks that Blades Away is... Do you remember... So you had really, really good sort of uh, Zucker, Abram Zucker-style um, parodies. So you had uh, Naked Gun... Um, you had you had a hand you had airplane so you had these yeah. really good parody films that yep. were like uh, top secret was one I watched the um, red letter media folks do top secret review um, so you have these really good parodies that have like jokes in their own right and they're almost timeless in a way um, with some good acting in them and then you have those fucking god awful like date movie epic movie oh the thingy brothers movie forty three and like just absolute so the... dreck just soulless vacuous disgusting nonsense right um i think that blades away is that but for oh i so like in the way that scary scary movie was to scream and stuff like that yeah okay epic movie although yeah an epic movie was to to everything else although to be fair i will hold my hands up and say that not another teen movie has a place not not another teen movie was one of my and it was my my introduction maybe the world's introduction to chris evans as well yeah it it was wasn't it and do you know what maybe it's because not another teen movie parodies a lot of movies that 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 by the 90s were shit anyway like but if you look also at like, we didn't you know, particularly they weren't so much in the english zeitgeist like all of those really bad not bad but like i you know i love a lot of those um american high school rom-coms again but we, you sort of enjoy them because they're gross out because they're a bit stupid Whereas something like, like sort of yeah something like scream to scary movie is that like you know scream actually had some in fact, Scream, ironically, was a bit of a parody anyway in itself. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? You know, yeah. and also it had some good scares in it. So I suppose, like, by the time those parody movies came out, they didn't couldn't do something like that justice. Whereas not another teen movie, maybe it's aged badly, because I watched Kevin and Perry go large the other day, and that was, that was bad. I, was I can imagine it probably has aged badly. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, let's not so... wax lyrical about it in case, it, in case it's 
absolutely so awful. Blades Away is the yeah is, is the, yeah, the, the sort of parody. Epic movie parody movie of Knives Out. But then, so who's going to be the lead instead of Daniel Craig? Who's going to be the guy that is supposed to be this sort of parody Daniel Craig? Um, you know? oh, I, I don't. I, I don't know who who'd be willing to stoop that low, really. Yeah, it's got to be someone who's definitely you're definitely scraping the barrel. Do you know what? Do you know what? I mean, Rob Riggle would make an appearance in it. Yeah, but he so would John like, Travolta. He would yeah. make an appearance in it. But that'd be it. Like I think <laughs> Rob Riggle would definitely be in it. Yeah, um, but I don't think he'd be the main character. It would be some like unknown trying to make his first. Yeah, some unknown who has like a big sort of like pug face and. It would be. It would be like... some. No, I'm not saying be... that's what. It would be like, some like, you know, it would, it would be some like um, TikTok kid who's trying to get into acting. Yeah, it, would, it, would, be, be. it would be horrendous. Um, yeah, I, I would let anyone who's seen Knives Out, we'll just leave you with that. The idea of the people who did Date Movie and uh, and Movie 43 doing a, a parody of Knives Out. Yeah, like, I'm happy with that. Uh, All right. right. I'll spin you up the next beginning, beginning title. Oh, it's a hard hitter. It's a big hard hitter. Gone. Munich. Okay, interesting. Um, Munich, of course, yeah. Munich, a fantastic Spielberg film. Yeah. Like, just dynamite, man. Like, just a re- and really different to the sort of stuff he was doing at and, the time. And, yeah. Yeah. And very obviously, you know, based around the tragedy that happened um, at the uh, Olympics there in Munich, but a lot of the film doesn't take place at the Olympics, but it's no. still spawned from that It's the fallout, isn't it? It's supposed yeah. to be the follow-up um, actions of the, of the um, sort of clandestine groups that went after the, the uh, people who spearheaded the terrorist attacks. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely amazing film. Uh, I, I have a very, very different film. And I have the controversial but lovable Isle of Dogs by uh, Wes Anderson. Okay. Um, very much co-opting Japanese culture, but in a way that I believe that Wes Anderson is a, is an absolute lover of of um, of other cultures. You know, Dardanian yeah. Limited and stuff. Absolutely, you know, he's a real fan of like um, uh, of, of J- Japanese culture as well. Um, and so therefore made a film about talking animated, an animated film about talking dogs, and is very sort of, um, sort of ja- Japan-focused. I'm just, yeah. I don't know, do, do you know what I mean? Very sort of Japan-focused. Japan, is, is there, like, Japanophile? I suppose you... Yeah, like... I, was, I was going for that, but I wasn't Because you can get, sure like, I, was... I recently found out the term Francophile is obviously if you love yeah, things Japanophile. French. Yeah, Japanophile, so is it, I, I think he's a Japanophile, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and it was controversial, I think, because people thought he was maybe sort of co-op, uh, uh, I don't know. So we're going with Munich of Dogs? I was just thinking Munich Dogs. You Munich know, dogs. Munich Dogs sounds like uh, either Munich a dogs band, is like, could be a band, yeah. it could be... Um, that's a great shout. I was thinking street like... Street thugs on the... That's what I, I know, was thinking, street thugs. I was thinking it would be something like, like high, whatever the City German of equivalent God, of like but, high rises... You know, yeah. like yeah. top, like top yeah. boy, but, yes. but set in Munich. In Germany. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and maybe mu- let's combine them now because we haven't done that yet. So maybe music is they're out. So like they have they, but there are these like absolute like hardcore Munich sort of gangsters, and their way out is to form a metal band, mm. and they get all their sort of anger and all of that. Because we see a lot of these films, you know, like we were just watched We Are Lady Parts, didn't we? Which was just absolute dynamite. Yeah. Um, and you see a lot of these films are like, 
with exception of We Are Lady Parts, they usually form sort of indie bands and stuff, don't they? And they never really form like a hardcore metal band. Um, yeah. Germany, doesn't Germany have like a really, really sort of like, like big metal scene? Like, I'm just not have one of the biggest in the world. No, Finland. Like, Finland has the biggest metal scene yeah. in the world, but it's more like with Germany, it's more like, uh, like, like punk and hardcore. But you've got um, Wacken Festival that happens out there, which is like one of the biggest metal festivals. Um, actually, now I'm questioning myself. Uh, so you've uh, got, so you've basically got these. It is in Germany. Yes, yes, it is. It's absolute thugs, and their way out is to, is to, you know, is to form a metal band. Yeah, um, and like play a gig at the top of their high rise or something. But it's know? like, but they play and they play in all the bars that other bands are too scared to go in because they don't give a fuck. They'll bottle yeah. someone on stage because that's just you know they literally don't care. Like so that's and that's how they they begin to get this following of like of like hardcore people. Yeah, and then it sort of then spreads and then they sort of get this reputation of being like like their gigs are like violent and then it big sort of stems from that and it's it's almost like that air of oppression and that sort of that feeling of being like you know like i want to go i guess uh like insane clown posse you know what i mean like that sort of like you know that that Man. that feeling i know yeah what a pull what a so pull, we but... so we yeah just on that like just a little quick aside is that i was in um man when we went to australia a long time ago to visit family and we had extended family there. And, you know, when you go and when you're young and you meet extended family and you're all the same age, they go, go hang out with this person. You're, his, you're their age. Yeah. Um, so I met up with this guy, lovely guy. He's in our extended family. Can't remember his name, but I'm sure he'll, you know, he'll remember. Was it Nicholas, um, was it? No, it wasn't. But it was, I, I can't remember. Um, but we got nice and smashed together. Um, probably, I, I think I was maybe just about old enough to drink but we got absolutely smashed together just drinking and chatting and just you know as you do um and then sort of really out of it i'm trying to sleep on his couch while he slept you know on the other couch um and he was like oh do you mind if i just chuck some music on i was like yeah no worries man like really hope you know just anything will be fine as long as it just takes my mind off the room spinning and he put insane clown posse on <laughs> and i'm trying i'm desperately trying to sleep like absolutely smashed and i i have recurring nightmares about that i don't i don't think there is a band less suited to being put on when you're trying to sleep i can't believe that this guy i have a lot of love and respect for him but i cannot believe he put insane clown posse on as a, as a sort of as a way of going to sleep but anyway to each his own so it obviously a juggalo juggalo for life yeah um <laughs> but yeah, so so these guys in Munich Dogs, they form the Munich Dogs as a way of sort of maybe bringing their block together, you know, and stopping the infighting in their block, basically, mm. you know, and like they, they, you know, they use music to sort of soothe some of those wounds, yeah, something like that. Yeah, you know, sort of, there's, something, there's something. There's uh, something. So <laughs> here's something that I always love, right? Mosh pit etiquette. Yes. Um, which is like which yeah. is a juxtaposition in itself. Which right? also would be a good title for a movie, but yeah. That's that's very true. But it's like, that is... And it's so funny because um, mm. there is a a crossing of genres um, between sort of like rap, um, like trap, indie, and 
obviously then and then, so there's like it's really funny like i was at reading and there was mosh pits during kendrick lamar because there's that sort of the the people who listen mm. to indian also listen to thingy yeah. but what i noticed was that none of the none of like the kid the indie kids had metal mosh pit etiquette so oh, when people really? fell, when people fell, yeah, when someone falls, you get them up. You you make they a weren't space doing and you it. Pick them up. They weren't doing it. Nobody hits anyone else in the face. Like you never hit anyone in the face in a mosh pit. You unless you go, go to a, unless you go to a hardcore pit. But yeah, but you never but, go fists out either, man. You know, like you. But never the thing go is, like, there was none of it. No, there was no, there was no uh, mosh pit etiquette, and I always find that funny. So that's maybe something that in this is like the mosh pits allow them to get their anger out on each other, like in yeah. the in the thingy, but they're not actually like fighting. Because it's at the right times, and like you know, there's something, there's something so primal about a wall of death that I love, you know, <laughs> um, and it's brilliant. And so it's just like yeah, mosh yeah. pit is such a unique experience. If you've never been in one, yeah, it's sort of invigorating and sort of isn't it? And, and, and like fearful sort of, as well. It's sort of frightening, but at the same time, you sort of know you're not going to get killed. And no one has it out for you. So it's like a really yeah. interesting sort of yeah, mosh pit's fascinating. So maybe the mosh pit is the central part of. That this this sort of you know the final gig or the final act or something right mm. it's yeah I, I think there's something good in there someone a better man a better person than us will have to bring that out but um, but yeah as a starter for Munich Dogs I'm I'm happy with that so are we on to the fourth or fifth one I haven't been counting we are on to the fourth one I've been writing them down so nice one right we are on to the fourth one spinning my wheel and we get ooh um, potentially some I uh, not iconography that mm-hmm. the that is used in japanese culture mm-hmm. uh i've got fox catcher interesting okay um so i've my one landed on it's landed it's sort of basically landed at the center of two of them it's yesterday what's what's the one that's flashed up on the screen and shell well, which of the two do we think works with fo- fox catcher fox catcher yesterday fox catcher shell it's an unusual one, isn't it? Foxcatcher, based on the sort of true story of... About these, the brothers, yeah. yeah. About the, the wrestling, the, the brothers who are wrestlers. And their sort of... Um, eccentric. Eccentric yeah. sort of coach and benefactor. Yeah. Um, I'd say Foxcatcher Yesterday sounds like another badly translated title. Yeah. It also sounds like a prequel to Foxcatcher. But mm. Foxcatcher Shell... The Foxcatcher shell sounds interesting. Like it could be something. It could literally be a type of shell that you find on a beach. I think it should be a... Uh, so we're going with shell. Yeah, so I'm, I say that we're going for a sort of like a 70-year-old woman whose all of her friends have passed. All of her, you know, they died young. She didn't have too many friends, but they were good friends. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have any family left for, for a variety of reasons. And she's decided that she wants to write a book before she dies. It's the one thing she wants to do or before her, you know, she's finished work before she moves into the, the, the sort of twilight of her life. So she goes to a small sort of village on the coast where she has heard about the fox catcher shell and she she hunts for the fox catcher shell. And that's what, the story. What does and the fox symbolise in sort of Japanese... Um, well, the fox is so I believe it's the Inari. You'll have to don't quote yeah. me on that. I think it's the Inari. Um, Inari, uh, the fox brings good luck. It's like a good luck charm. So the fox in Japan 
is very, very different to the nasty little foxes I see in <laughs> urban foxes I see in the street in South London. Um, bold as brass, man. These guys, like they, <laughs> they, they know that they, how close they can get to a person, you know, giving them the stink eye before they need to run away. Um, but the foxes in Japan are sort of seen in a different way. Yeah. So they're they're often sort of good luck charms and other sorts of things. Okay. So yeah, and I th- I like that. So the fox like the fox catchers so if you've think, got a lot know, of good you've had a lot of good fortune and you know, you've um yeah, you you well, are a fox catcher maybe. So this woman has had a lot of fortune in her life, you know? Just because yeah. her friends and family are dead and just because she's old doesn't mean that she hasn't had her fortune in her life, you mm. know? And obviously, you know, um an interesting quote I'm going to butcher from John Cleese is that um, you know, a relationship doesn't have to be good because it lasts forever. You know, like relationships can end. You know, people or with all, they don't have to be good because one of them dies at the end. You know, yeah. so this woman has had plenty of, of positive experiences in her life. Um, you know, she's she's trying to write this book about finding the fox catcher shell, um, and she goes and interviews people and talks to people. Maybe it's a little bit like Susan. Oh man, Susan. I want to say Ortega, but I know that's not it. The lady who wrote um, the book that uh, the article that was turned that turned into the movie adaptation. Um, she wrote, I think she wrote it in first person about her trying to look for this sort of rare orchid and meeting the man behind the the, the who could help her find this orchid. So. Yeah. Um, I think it should almost be like she's just telling this story about how she's looking for the fox catcher shell um, and who she t- talks to and who she interviews and, and the local area, the community, the stories, what they believe and what the children are brought up to believe. And it's just this lovely coastal town in Britain mm. and this, uh, this lady just writing a book about, um, and that's the film, is her just sort of writing this book and going around and, and looking for this fox catcher shell, which is supposed to bring you good luck, but of course... This lady, uh, not good luck, but like a, you know, sort of a good life um, of which she finds out maybe that she has already had, you know, I, you know, it's got to be a very old Judy Dench doing it. Very old. You um, think so? Yeah, That'll have I to be filmed so. in the next few years. <laughs> but like very old, like Death's Door. One of those Death's Door, like it's one of those pieces like um, that an actor does. And then they die. And then they were like, man, that film is a little bit about them, their own death. Yeah, and they sort okay. of, you know, like one of those. Um, so the last film that one of these great actresses of ours um, does. Okay, I like that. Um, I feel like that's Foxcatcher uh, Shell. The Foxcatcher Shell. Although Foxcatcher yesterday could still work. <laughs> you just replace the item with something else. The title still stands. All right. Okay, I've got my spin for the next one. Let me know when you've got yours. Yeah, I'm just spinning up now. Our penultimate one. Ah, oh, yes. interesting. Go for it. Personal. <laughs> okay. Personal, and what's that from? And it's from Personal Best, uh, which is what that is. It's um, it's the film about... Oh, I just had it open, and it's just disappeared. Too busy looking so it's at jug- a, it's a, Juggalos. It's a, it's a sports, um, it's a sports film, right? But it's going to be Olymp- Olympic centric. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's about sprinters trying to. Okay, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. PB. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about Personal Best is that I've gone for 
um, I've, I've spun for Bill of Kill Bill because a portion of that is set in Japan. So okay. um, we have... And obviously uh, it very lovingly um, sort of uses a lot of Japanese... Sam- yeah, a lot of Japanese yeah, samurai, samurai and like... TV shows, absolutely. Yeah. A real film that has its cake and eats it with sort of like Hong Kong martial arts and Japanese sort of samurai. Yeah. Um, uh, samurai. Okay, two ideas spring to mind on this one. One, right. prost- prostitution, but like... Um, it get uh, well yeah prostitution or prostitution always springs to your mind doesn't it always yeah i'm a horny guy <laughs> um and then the other side of it is like a expenses scandal um and because everything for the expenses just logged logged under personal like interesting so yeah. it's like something in a company in like a big company where they're you know they're getting audited or whatever and they're discovering like what are all these things under just labeled under personal you know obviously recently we had uh the witch pretty patel talk about <laughs> se- 75 i think it was seventy-five thousand. or i don't care who you are um, what, you, what political party you align with she's an absolute witch that so woman. it's absolute seventy-five thousand on eyebrows you know on, on uh, like in from an expe- personal expenses account for eyebrows i think maybe or, it, or it, maybe Look, that man, number is inflated Asian. we know that, that that's necessary of course, right. yeah, yeah. Eyebrows, um, arm hair, the lot. That, yeah. That should, yeah. So, uh, but, you know, so for example, that sort of thing, like, you know, it's it, um, before, and like, you know, I know people who have worked at companies who have like snuck ridiculous things through their expense, like flight, holidays for their flights. Um, oh, for sure. But see, I think that personal bill, I think that as a concept is good, but that's, it's called personal bill and the personal bill is what leads them to the the sort of overall... Um, yeah. sort of scandal but yeah. it's it's going to be about something else so like I can't remember the film with um, Russell Crowe Gary Oldman and it was about the uh, it was the Michael Mann film I just can't remember the title of it but it was about the uh, cigarette company sort of scandal oh the Philip Morris one yeah it's called something like the. F- I know it's not called The Firm but it's called something like that I'm going to kick myself for not knowing uh, I don't know I'm not sure but the I'm putting my, my, Michael Mann, Russell Crowe into... Uh, oh, it's called The Insider, right? The so it's insider. about lots of other stuff, right? Yeah, the Brown and Williamson Tobacco Company, right? Um, what, what about, I mean, kicking it... So there's that, but kicking it back to prostitution. Maybe not prostitution, but like escorting, right? So maybe we could, you know... You've got, you got, uh, you got no date for that wedding? Get your own personal bill. <laughs> so and it's like a, a company... It's to do with sort of like trying to legitimise escorting. Well, okay, I think it should be about male escorting, yeah. And it's like you get your per- own personal bill and mm. it's, they're all called Bill. And they're all, they are all, all the backstories are the same. All the, like they're, they've basically got like a script, like, um, uh, what's the word? Like oh, a- man, no, yeah, you're right. No, it could be about like whether it's, what's, is it important to be more than skin deep? So all the bills look exactly how you want them to so they look like stu- like different kinds of stunning men of different types of yeah. you know backgrounds or and whatever. they all they, they all have all an have anonymous the same script they all yeah, the same they're all inside. work they're all, they're all consultants yeah you know it's almost like consultants the, 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 what's it called the um oh man i, I do not have it's my, like a call center a call center they all have those like scripts don't they 
and they literally can't deviate from them. Sorry, I've got a script. I have to say this. Like, yeah. So when they when they're companions to these people, they're absolutely gorgeous. But when they say anything or do anything, they are just a complete sort of innocuous sort of vacuum. Mm. And then it's then these these bills start to sort of populate everywhere. They start to sort of become really popular. And then it's like for these people that hire the personal bills, um, do they just want something on their arm? Is there do these people want more to these bills? I, lo- you know? I love the idea that it's like um, it would be someone coming in to they're like they're like day day one becoming a bill, and so they like get in and they like they're in this like really like flush looking like office, and like they open up the lockers and they've all got the same black suits, they're all like shoes, like all the stuff. They're all doing like exactly the same workout, like. You know that sort of thing, like the. Oh, all... I think it should have a Stepford. Almost, wives, yeah, Stepford like wives, vibe, like dystopian right? sort of yeah, vibe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's almost like a sort of spiritual sequel to the Stepford Wives, but yeah. with these bills, and they all come out. Um, uh, you can call them anything, any variation. You know, William, Willie, um, mm. you know, everything. Uh, but... And I, I would find it really funny, like at some point. So, like the guy goes and he meets an, another Bill. No, they should meet all the time, but they, no, no, when no, they but, meet, they just say the same conversation over and over again. Well, like it's I, well, what I was well, what I was going to say know? is it would be funny if it's like he panics and he goes to the toilet, and then the other guy, the other Bill, comes in and he goes, "Dude, you didn't read the bill to Bill? Like when we meet each other, we need to like be discussing these things." And it's like what you know, like what happens if a Bill meets a Bill, and then they have these like, and it makes obviously it's yeah, conversation this is for, that like makes, the new Bill. It's like yeah, that doesn't really yeah. know like what he's supposed huh. to be doing. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be the one, and it would be um, old what's his face? It would be old what's his face from Kingsman, wouldn't it? Well, you think old... Taron Egerton would be like the main Bill? Yeah, he'd be the yeah, new Bill. Yeah, that's good. That's good casting. Yeah, and I think the director would definitely be Alexander Payne, or no, who's the guy? It'd be Cameron Crowe, man. You know, the guy who did like most recent. I mean, obviously, like legendary filmmaker, but recently has done like five or six stinkers. Yeah, he? I think he just recently did the one where Matt Damon was shrunk down really small. So like it's one yeah. of these perfect films for him. High concept, misses the mark, you know, sort of is it a drama? Is it a comedy? Is it supposed to be a satire? You know, one of those sorts of things. Yeah, I'm all over that. Right. Personable. Yeah, I like that. That was good. All right. And the last one, I've only got two choices. Okay. Two choices y'all pull over the cart or. Uh, oh, are we going to tick over? Oh, we just ticked over. Yeah, same here. Just ticked over into... I want to know what the original one was afterwards. What? Unbroken. Oh, okay. Interesting. So Unbroken with Jack... um, It was based on a book, based on a true Uh story. So I believe he was an Olympic long-distance runner who got conscripted, uh, fights a shark in the water... Um, Jack, o- well, Jack O'Connell. Shot- yeah, Jack. O- that's it, mate. You're right, Jack yeah. O'Connell. Yeah, his ship gets shot down, right, and then he has to survive. Yeah. And then I he believe literally... it's directed by Angelina Jolie. I think part of me thinks that that's um, who directed it. Um, uh, I think you're right. Interesting. Yes, you are. I right, have yeah. uh, the Iron Man from Tetsuo the Iron Man. The Brilliant Japanese film. So we have unbroken the Iron Man, which does or fit just un- or like unbroken or just... Iron Man. Unbroken that, Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Uh, That's, what was the one that was going to tick over? By the way, what was the one that was? Uh, it would have been. It would have been cool from Cool Runnings. 
<laughs> okay, we would have got cool Ronin then, because mine almost went into Ronin from 47 Ronin. That would have um, been cool. Uh, okay, so un- Unbroken Iron Man. Um, it sort of, it sort of, I mean, like, I'm just going to throw it out. This is clearly like uh, a, it may not be like a, it would be a Marvel film. It would be like, that's one of the titles. Like, we've got um, Love and Thunder and stuff like that. Mm. You know, like Unbroken and then Iron Man below it. It'll be like one of those ones. Yeah, um, yeah. It'll be like following on from um, an, an Iron Man film where Iron Man's defeated significantly. You know, yeah. maybe it's the next Iron Man where they reboot it and bring a new actor into it. So Unbroken Iron Man is like the is the next Marvel phase six. I want to say six. I think they're on <laughs> phase five now, aren't they? I think you're right. Um, so they bring in a new Iron Man and they reboot it um, in their timeline that they're doing now. God knows what will happen after the next four I, or five films mess with, mess with all I the wonder, stuff, I wonder if it's, if it's a mix of this, right? It's something like the Maze Runner. Mm-hmm. So like a, an I, so a, a um, whoever is in the Iron Man moniker, whoever has the Iron Man moniker, because I know it's the... The, currently in the comic books it's the girl from mit whose name i cannot remember um and she you know she's got the moniker of of iron man oh, so it'd be whoever's got fantastic that idea yeah so it'd be whoever's got that they're basically like taken off off planet for like a for like a john carter style entertainment thingy mm. they get like the heroes from all the worlds or whatever and desuit them so like you know what is it without the iron man suit and obviously this there's the joke it's like in in the film it's like when he says like without a suit what are you and he's like a billionaire philanthropist <laughs> like genius um okay i'm gonna go okay can i can i take this and run yeah. with it is, is that all right i don't want to cut you off but I, but I think you've got a fantastic foundation so i think it should be considering that they're messing with the multiverses considering that the spy, new spider-man film far from home is allegedly bringing in previous actors that played spider-man and mm. and other sorts of things i have a feeling that in order to decide and discern who the next iron man actor for the mcu is they have an entire film that is like yeah maze runner or like hunger games you have this entire film that is like this um planet hopping sort of crazy competition from all the different multiverses you pull all of the current iron mans in uh yeah iron mans i don't know iron Iron peoples iron people iron men doesn't work because they are iron mans anyway yeah this is whether it's mouses or mice you know on the computer um but you pull them all in and they're populated by all of the actors that are currently touted to be Iron Man. So let's say there was a shortlist by Marvel of 15 actors that could be the new Iron Man. They're all fucking in it. All of them. Yeah. Including Tom Cruise, who was allegedly supposed to be Iron Man before uh, Robert Downey Jr. got the part, right? So like there was a, there was a multiverse where... Um, and there is rumours that that's going to come into the Spider-Man Far From Home, that Tom Cruise, by the way, is going to play a, a cameo as Iron, as Iron that's Man. That's quite cool. Yeah. So I sort of love this idea of it being an entire film, and they all come in with their suits from their verses, you know, a little bit like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So they all come mm. in with their own powers, and they all come in with their own sets of armour that, 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 that is sort of they're used to sort of using with the challenges of their world, and they're put into this grand competition battle royale if you like battle royale of all the iron mans um and they sort of have to fight 
I don't, you know, I don't know. Take it from there. Give a oh, pinch of I pinch think... of Planet Hulk, a pinch of yeah, you know. And I think the the true yeah, and whoever wins is the unbroken. Yeah, you are the unbroken. So they all and then help it's clearly each other. Like, obviously, they're all good people, oh, but but yeah, only one surfaces as the Iron Man. And do you reckon he makes it like? Uh, it makes it seem like they're dying horrifically, but it's all like technological. So then actually, no, everyone's fine. They would um, be, they would be removed in some way, a little bit like um, the pruning stick from Loki, and you know, there's, I don't know. There's just some idea that they are removed from this thing. You don't yeah. know their fates, and their fates are you know because maybe it is to do with. I, I, well, you know, if we were actually going to make this, they, we'd know more after the next couple of films as to how, what they're doing with the multiverses and the timelines. But there'll probably yeah. be a way of getting them just out of the competition, you know, and, and only one Iron Man surfaces. And yeah. I don't really know enough yet it's, uh, about it's, the architects of the timelines and stuff. Yeah, because it's Riri Williams and she she actually, so it's not Iron Man because um, she's a woman, she gets, she becomes Iron Heart. Right, yeah, I like that. Well, that's better than Iron Woman, isn't it? Like, yeah. just making it sort of like a, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I like that. And of course it will be her, and of course it will be a great, you know, actor playing her. Um, yeah. Okay, so that is, that is, so to run you back through the list of 12, we had Ghost Tonya. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're sequel a fire. Yep, sequels a ghost. You're a fire, which was the uh, Viking style oh, yeah. <laughs> about creating fire. Superhero Vikings. Superhero Vikings. Uh, one cut race, which is a yep. Paris Dakar style race where you can one take one shortcut mm-hmm. at any time. Uh, only the eagle, which is one we threw thrown over to you guys, but it was just the idea that the iconography of the eagle has been used across the years, spanning with... an anthology through time. Yes. Uh, used in many different ways. What does only the eagle mean? Uh, Battle Miracle was a the tool. Battle Miracle was created to deflect bullets, and what happens when that gets uh, mass produced and then shipped out to all corners of the world in the black market? Whose responsibility it is? What comes next in terms of ceramic bullets? Seven out was the Marilyn Monroe and <laughs> Joe DiMaggio story about their Untold relationship. Seven-year marriage story. Yeah. yeah. Um, sort of riffing off of um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the sort of elsewhere mm-hmm. uh, style of that. Uh, then we switched over. We went sports films first over the uh, over the Japanese films. We had Icarus Tokyo Drift, <laughs> um, which was to do with these ghost towers popping up full of demons and stuff. Crazy and someone manga adaptation movie. Someone fighting from floor one to floor 500, fighting all these different demons. One Punch Man was the touchstone to that. Uh, Blades Away was the awful parody sort of like movie 43 uh, scary movie to sort of the actual horror movies version of Knives Out um, which was going to be absolutely ridiculous we said Rob Rigger would be in there somewhere most probably yeah, uh, Munich Dogs a um, sort of a, a love a, they sort of like top boy set in <laughs> Germany where a band former a metal band to sort of bring together their their mm-hmm. hoods and is their this you trying to do like yards. a Sean style summary is this what you're doing yeah I okay. think it's working pretty well actually yeah it's alright um, Munich Dogs where they you know the, the mosh pit etiquette to be able to smash 
and fight in there, but not fight out in the streets, you know, man. Fox catcher shell. A uh, woman who's lived a, an old woman who's lived a wonderful life wants to go and find the fox catcher shell on the beach, and it's and an example of her. It. Tell her story. Writes about a story it, right? about how she went to go find it, and how all the beautiful moments in her life have led her to be able to find the fox catcher shell. Uh, personal bill was to do with like a new person joins a, a an escorting service, the Bills Escorting Service, where all men are the same, have the same story, and you know, is love more than style. superficial. Stepford Wives, the touchstone of Stepford, Stepford Wives, uh, which I think hasn't been remade since the... Probably shouldn't be remade, should it? No, um, it was um, Nicole, with Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And finally, the Unbroken Iron Man, which is a Marvel film set in phase 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, however <laughs> they're going to go on. But you, uh, where you actually all get of all the, of the actors touted to be in, the, you know, in Iron Man. All of the actors... Uh, so nobody to, knows who's going to be the new Iron Man until you finish yeah. that movie. You will, be, you will be the... You will be the Iron Man for the multiverse. You will be the unbroken Iron Man mm-hmm. uh, when, you, when you win this massive tournament. So there's... 12 uh, i'm hesitant to say quick fire rounds because we did go on a bit but medium like you fire. know it's we've done longer fire. we've done shorter haven't we yeah, yeah these a few tracer rounds fire. flew over the top of it <laughs> yeah. um but it was good and i think in you know in honor and we won't do this again for another four years because that's when the next olympics yeah will be. although three years are they are they actually doing it's it three, three years though isn't it no it's three years three, well, uh, we'll but three however years. we do have and we'll the, kick uh, dan out for it as well i've like i've enjoyed this let's let he's not coming back for the next olympic one all right. To be fair, we've got the Winter Olympics in, in like six months, <laughs> so we could do one for that maybe. Uh, I just want to point out before we go uh, that we had uh, You Only Live Twice. That was one that was set in Japan or partially set in Japan. Um, and I believe, apart from Lost in Translation, uh, they were the only two. I had a handful of others that aren't worth mentioning, but the, you know they were the, uh, the two films that didn't crop up. I know you had Cool Runnings. I'd call runnings. We can save that for the Winter Olympics. <laughs> yeah. All right. Feel, well, feel the rhythm. Feel the ride. <laughs> get on up. It's bobsled time. Call runnings. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Ryan. I've had a lot of fun. We missed Dan, of course, and uh, of course. Uh, our next episode will bring Dan back in force. Um, and we wish him the best, of course, with with the shows that he's on at the moment. Um, and. Uh, if he's if it makes sense for him to discuss them and plug them, we'll we'll, we'll have him chat about it when he when he turns up. Um, but I've had fun. I've had fun um, sort of doing this uh, unusual format. It's been good. It's been it's been interesting. I mean, it's nice to sort of bring our slash dupe um, sort of eyes onto uh, just just utter utter nonsense. So utter nonsense. Utter nonsense. Yeah. Um, so if other people at home, Ryan, want to tell us their utter nonsense and let us know their own ideas and, and, and maybe want to even share the podcast. We've had a couple of shares actually, um, recently that we, that we, I, I saw the, that, you know, our podcast go out, the, the reach extended bit. And I was really humbled and amazed that, uh, uh, that people are sort of interested and willing to sort of share it with, with other people. Um, uh, if they want to do that, where, where can they go? What, what can they do? You can genuinely, I just check this, maybe it's my cookies. In fact, I'm going to just very quickly yeah, it check it in, in, cookies, in I'm going to just check it on incognito mode. Uh, so if you slash dupe two separate words, yeah, man. We're still, slash like the it. forward slash, dupe like the like like duplicate. duplo without uh, an O and then change the... Just like duplicate. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes, that's better. <laughs> that makes sense. 
so yeah, that is. We, if you just Google us, you can find us wherever you want, wherever you use, you know. But for those of you that want to be directed, you can just find us uh, everywhere at slash dupe, or one word. Uh, and you can find us on um, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where we post quite a lot. We post some really cool, ridiculous ideas. And what we want you guys to do is not only, as Sean said, like us and share us and subscribe us and all that sort of stuff, but like tell us your ideas, man. We are itching. We are, as we're getting into the final parts of season one, and we're really trying to plan out season two. We want to know all of your ideas and we want to make sure that we can get them in we want to try and get this massive community of people coming up with dumb ideas because there is nothing more fun and we get people tell us all the time i get so many of my friends go oh um i would have done this for that episode yeah I'm like, like, tell well, me. we can't well we can't go on air and tell people your idea you know like we yeah. would much prefer you to tell us in the comments share it we'll forward it we'll mention it and discuss it but once it's out in the open you know, people. Basically, we want to we want to allow you to embarrass yourselves. We don't want to embarrass you. You know, and we sit here and embarrass ourselves with these quick fire ideas. And I know, I know that people listening will have five ideas of their own for each one. You know, because mm. um, the imagination is such an amazing thing, and that's why we started. And even if it, even if it's and listen, you guys have heard and seen Dan on this. He comes with one strap line, and that's <laughs> yeah. it. So even if you go, you know, whatever battle miracle. Um, uh, about, I don't know, a, a, a cheese grater that makes its way into the earth. I don't know, but like that's, that's to be fair, that's better than half of the ideas Dan's come up with. <laughs> that's but better than that the is... actual idea we came up for for Battle Marine. But that's, that's, you don't have to give us a full pitch. That could be it. Oh, I, I thought it should be about this. And that's enough for us, man. We just, we love to hear your ideas. We want to just connect, we want to connect to you guys. We're very grateful that you listen to us um, and... Uh, there's obviously a reason and we want to we want to feel that from you we want to sort of share in your enjoyment um, of this as well so yeah thanks for that right and thanks for everyone um, at home for listening um, we will see you soon thanks everyone <laughs>